experience really what the church in Rome experienced when they when they heard this letter for the first time. And uh, Lenny speaking on Romans 14 is amazing just to be able to talk about how we as Christians need to think of others and how we affect other people's hearts and lives. And we as Christians need to be certainly thinking about God, but think about one another, even to the point of what we're eating, right? Um, you know, I don't think about that. I'm not thinking like, wow, how is what I eat today going to affect Sarah? You know what I mean? You know, that's, that's, I don't usually think that way, but down to that detail, guys, you know, down to those details. And we're ending the book of Romans soon in Romans 15 today, but then we're going next Sunday, which is really exciting. If you guys can come prepared, uh, Bob Owens is going to lead a service where all of us are going to share for a minute or two what you learned out of Romans. Okay. So you're, you're preaching the message next Sunday. Okay. So you got to come ready. You got to come ready. You got to come ready with something you're going to share, whether it be, I mean, you got 16 chapters to choose from. You'll probably find something amazing. And as they say, if you get, if, if you get Romans, God gets you. And I don't know if you feel that, but I feel that like I am captured by God forever to, to, to leave God is, 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 it goes against my whole being in some ways. It goes against my logic. It goes against my reasoning. It goes against everything I know to be true. I've been a disciple, right, longer than I've not been a disciple. I've experienced the grace of God in a way that few people in this world have. I have received more forgiveness after baptism than before. And so I've experienced more grace than, than most people do in a lifetime. I experienced more grace post-Christian than pre-Christian. I'm more of a sinner now than I've ever been. Because I realize the incredible standard of God. And how, fall, how, how I fall so short with that. But I also have been getting better every day, amen? And so the grace of God continues to make me better and better. And we see that in Paul's life, that Paul was getting better and better. But he kept talking of himself as worse and worse of a sinner because he understood the tremendous grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ and that grace is what we've all received in the waters of baptism amen Amen. we've all received it and and today we're going to talk a little bit about ambition ambition not selfish ambition but spiritual ambition because I don't think You can't just sit on the gospel and not dream, amen? You can't just sit on the gospel and say, oh, that's a nice message. I'll go home today. I'm not going to dream. I'm just going to exist in the gospel. The gospel changes so much that it forces us to get ambitions, amen? Amen. And there's a lot in this chapter that I'm not going to look in today because we're having a shorter service. And you can read it on your own. But the first 17 verses are essentially following up with Romans 14 and how he's, he's, taught, he's kind of bringing it all together with the Jew-Gentile situation and he's really showing that we need to think of other people, that the gospel changes us so much that we consider everyone in the church and how our speech and how our eating and how our conduct affects one another, amen? I don't normally think like that. 
I normally think about what am I going to eat today? What am I going to do today, right? But I'm not thinking about the diversity in the church. Alright? There's a lot of diversity in this church, isn't there? Amen. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different places around the country. We all have different upbringings. And we need to be aware of those things. Amen. And spiritually aware of those things. Amen? And that's what Paul is saying in the first part. And essentially, I think everything that does not come from faith is sin. Amen? That's what he says there. And he says that, that really, because of the gospel, we consider other people. Amen? We accept one another in Christ. Verse 7 of Romans 15, right? Accepting one another in Christ. We don't judge one another. Let God judge. We only judge when we want to love, Right? We make spiritual judgment through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God to help one another. But we accept one another as Christ accepted us. Amen? Amen. How in the world did the perfect Son of God accept us? It's a great question. <laughs> How did He live on earth and love people so deeply? Because He accepts us. And He knows that His death on the cross will make a difference. Amen. But I want to talk a little bit about ambition today. And because I think this, this chapter is so dense, so much in it, that I just wanted to focus on one thing, amen? Yeah. Ambition. What's your ambition? Romans 15, uh, starting in verse 17. Let's read that together. Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I've said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem, all the, all the way around to Illyricum, I have pro fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my what? Ambition. Ambition. To preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, rather, as is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. That is why I've often been hindered from coming to you. But now there is no more place for me to work in these regions. And since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and, and to have you assist me on my journey there after I've enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people. From Macedonia to Achaia, we're pleased to make a contribution to the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They are pleased to do it. Indeed, they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I've completed this tax, I have made sure that they have received this contribution. I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I'll come in full measure of the blessing of Christ. This is Paul speaking here, and you get a window of what he's burning about, amen? amen. And let's just talk about, for the, for, for the sake of, uh, of just really talking about, is how much Paul did in a short amount of time for God. Amazing how he, he went from all the way from Jerusalem to Illyricum, Many people think that's modern-day Albania. That he, he literally preached the word from east to west. 
and he wanted to get to Spain because it was the farthest place, right, that you could go in the known world. Paul had an ambition for world advancement. And certainly, people ask, well, did he proclaim fully? Did every person hear? You know, another passage says that all creation has heard the gospel. Amen? Is that an expression or is that literal? You know, I think that's an expression. I don't think he actually preached the word to every creation per thing on the planet. Amen? But essentially, the regions were covered. Churches were planted. And essentially, these regions had family groups and house churches and churches in place so that he didn't have to do that work, right? He believed that disciples make disciples. So essentially, these disciples were going to do it for him and finish the work that he started, amen? But he had a dream to go to Spain. And what's amazing is that Paul had a plan of how he wanted to preach the word. Amen? He had a plan. And I don't know about you, but that's, that's something that I, I wanted to bring forth to your idea. What is your plan to preach the gospel? What's your plan to proclaim the gospel? What is God putting on your heart? You know, for me, it's been my ambition to preach the word where Christ is not known. It's kind of something I've always dreamed of. When I first came into the church, I dreamed of planting churches. And I'm living the dream right now, which is kind of cool, right? I'm living the dream. Yeah. You know how people say, you li I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. And I realize it's challenging to live a dream too, but it's exhilarating. And yet, what's your dream? What has God put on your heart? As far as preaching the gospel, pro proclaiming the gospel. What do you dream about? You're like, I'm dreaming about just getting by today. Kind of just really working on just... I'm dreaming of getting six hours of sleep today. That's what I'm dreaming about. Amen. You got to get your sleep. I'm dreaming about getting this new job. Okay, amen. I'm with you on that dream. I w I'm praying for you on that dream. I'm dreaming about finishing college. Oh, finishing college. just want to finish college. It's going to be awesome. Someday I'll finish college. You know... I dream, if you're, if you're in, in, in middle school or high school, I dream of just getting to high school. And then I dream to get to college. And we all have dreams, right? But what's your dream? What's your ambition for the gospel? And I don't know what that means. I, I don't even know how that hits you. Maybe you say, well, well that's, that's your job, Glenn. Don't, don't you tell us how to, what we should do? Direct us? Direct us, Glenn. What do you want us to preach? We'll preach anywhere. That's not how the church was. Yeah. You know, what happens? The disciples in, in Acts chapter 8, verse 4, right? They scattered everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because of the great persecution of Paul. Even when Paul was an enemy of the church, he was spreading the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that? Yeah, awesome. he, he was just born to spread the gospel <laughs> before he even knew it. But in that sense, the Bible says the disciples were scattered everywhere and preach the word wherever they went. You know, Philip, it says, went down to Samaria. Who told Philip to go down to Samaria? It seems like the apostles weren't even really like privy to that. Because they, wait, 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 you went to the Samaritans? Well, Jesus went to Samaritans. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Samaritans, you know. 
They're not the most godly folk. Exactly. And I went there. And, 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 and apostles, why don't you come and check it out, right? There's this guy, Simon the Sorcerer, who's kind of crazy. And so Peter and John check it out, right? And they're like, hey, this, these people are really following Jesus. Isn't it awesome? You notice how Philip didn't ask for permission to preach the gospel? I don't think you need to ask for permission to preach the gospel. You don't need to wait to preach the gospel. You need to get an ambition to preach the gospel. We need to dream of what we're going to do for God. And every time you dream, every time you are led by the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you right now, church, that is from the Holy Spirit. And God's going to use you greatly. Amen. You know what happened? Paul was about to go into a town, and then the Spirit stopped him, right? Wouldn't let him go in to a town. What was that like? What would that be like? You're like, imagine trying to go into your job, and the Spirit's like, no. You're like, I can't get in there. How do I do that? And then he had a vision. Come to Macedonia. Please, there was a man. Come to Macedonia, right? My prayer for you this August is simple. That you would get an ambition to preach the gospel. In some way, somehow, in your own way, in your own... And some of you guys are already doing that. But we got to keep dreaming. And the thing that's amazing is that sometimes a dream doesn't happen right away, right? Paul realized that the unity of the church, it was so important that this contribution be had, right? That was a little bit of rush right there. He wanted to go to Spain, but in a sense, he was stopped. And the Bible actually doesn't say that he ever got to Spain. Some people think he had, some people he, he did go, some people think he didn't go. But the interesting thing is, he was stopped in Jerusalem and then later on imprisoned and wasn't able to go to Spain. But what I love about Paul is that he had ambition. And God will make it clear to you if that ambition will be true. And so I just want you to write down, if you're taking notes, thinking about this in August, I want you to pray that God will, will give you a vision and ambition of how you want to reach people in your neighborhood, in your area. Maybe you're gonna get a dream. I'm going to Spain, yeah. like Paul. You know, what is your Spain? What is your Spain? What is your dream? It might be a progressive ambition, amen? But, but you gotta write it down, right? The, a lot of people think, a lot of research in this, that just writing something down on a piece of paper makes you 70% more likely to reach that goal. And so just writing it down is, is, is you, you're by faith writing it down, and then you're praying about that, and then if you tell someone else, that increases even more. And if you get advice about how to do that dream, that increases more. And so I want to put it on you, church. You know, we have a whole state of Maine to reach. You know, who, who's going to help the Dover Foxcroft people, bro? Come on, John. John, John, John went, oh man, I don't know. God is going to have to help them. Who is going to help the people in your neighborhood? I, I want you to think about that. I believe you have everything you need in the tools to do what you dream of doing. But you have to dream. The gospel demands that we have spiritual ambition. Because it's too precious a message to just not dream about it. Amen? Amen. Let's say a prayer.
And as we take communion, as we focus on Jesus, just remember that Christ had a dream too. What if Christ didn't have an ambition for us? What would that mean for us? He left heaven to, to come to earth. It wasn't comfortable to reach his dream, but he did it anyways. He, he emptied himself so that his dream could become a reality. And as we, as we take the bread and we take the, the, the juice, let's remember that ambition, if it's not selfish, is one of the greatest things that we could do for God. Amen? Amen. And let's dream like our, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're grateful for Paul and his amazing followership of you. Lord, we know that, uh, thank you for the gospel message. Thank you so much for giving us this message that saves mankind. Lord, that, 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 that it's a righteousness by faith, that it's revealed by faith. That, God, we receive the righteousness of God through this message called the gospel. And we pray, God, that you would, you would through your Holy Spirit, First and foremost, help us be grateful as we take communion right now. But help us dream, Lord, and, and have ambition of how we, like Paul, want to go to our space. Amen. We pray that you would guide us this month to get that vision. Let's not ask for permission, Lord. Let's pray it to you about it and then go. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus who willingly went to the cross for us. That, that he dreamed, even on the cross he dreamed, it says that he, the joy set before him endured the cross. That maybe our Lord was smiling on the cross for just a second because he remembered and he dreamed of how we were going to be saved. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
preached about, um, I too feel like I've gotten uh, a huge amount of grace since my baptism. And uh, hence I wrote this song, um, which is going to be on my next album. It's called Jesus Since the Day. Jesus since the day. See heaven up above. 